The Horn of Madness Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Ira. One day, he decided to go into the city with his mom to do some shopping. Ira usually didn't like going shopping with his mom, but today he was excited because he knew she would be going to his favorite store. This wasn't an ordinary store. It was a treasure trove of mysterious and exotic items stacked to the ceiling in a giant mess. I guess you could say it was a cross between an old antique store and just a pile of junk, but Ira loved it. He always found some treasure and looked forward to spending his hard-earned money. Welcome to Flippity Gibbets. Please don't touch anything, and I'm not responsible for any avalanches due to the movement of merchandise. Thank you. That's the store owner, Mr. Pompadou. He's quite a colorful character. His long white hair drags on the ground as he walks. He usually wears at least three top hats stacked on each other, uses a cane, braids his beard, only wears clothing covered in flowers, and always has on a backpack full of bunnies that he feeds little pieces of lettuce while he talks to his customers. Ira's mom describes him as eccentric. Ira just thinks he's nice, because he is most of the time. Ira searches through the piles of items quickly with his eyes, looking for something special to add to his collection. Then he spotted it. About 10 feet high, sticking out of one of the stacked towers, was a wooden box. It caught his eye because there was a dragon carved on the bottom of the box. He could have sworn he saw the dragon move, but thought it must have been his imagination. Luckily, he knew where Mr. Pompidou kept the stepladder, so he quickly fetched it and climbed up to grab the box. He was scared if he pulled the box out, he might cause an avalanche like Mr. Pompidou had mentioned. But Ira knew from experience, and before he climbed up the ladder, he grabbed a similar sized box, which he carefully slid in while he took the box he wanted out. The tower of merchandise wobbled and swayed and looked like it was just about to crash to the ground. Ira panicked, but quickly used his other hand to gently stabilize the tower. Phew, that was close. The wooden box was completely covered in engravings of strange creatures with even stranger expressions on all their faces, like they were mad or crazy. Ira opened the box to find a small but beautiful golden horn laying in dark purple velvet. The horn too had engravings covering it, with more scenes of madness. Um, hi, excuse me, Mr. Pompadou? Oh, hello there, little Ira. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm better than yesterday, but not as good as tomorrow. Now how can I help you, my young friend? Could you please tell me how much this is? The Horn of Madness. Hmm, I almost forgot that was there. You know, I've never tried it, but I've heard the stories. Wow. I traded it with a man from Kalupa. It cost me three of my best rabbits, but I get a new rabbit about every ten minutes now, so I'll give it to you cheap. It's yours for only five dollars. Don't tell anyone. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I only have 465 though. It's all I earned this week. Hmm... Well, you are one of my favorite customers, so you can have it for that price. But you'll owe me, and I always call in my debts. And be careful. Read the instructions. The man from Kalupa told me never to blow it. But of course you will. He told me that if you ever blew that horn, that madness would ensue. Uh, okay. Thanks, Mr. Bombadou. Have a good day. Ira was excited about his purchase and studied the horn on the drive home. It was then he noticed some very small writing on the horn mixed in with the scenes of madness. Hmm, what does it say here? Blow but beware, for you'll find madness there. Madness that never ends, 
and only the second blow suspends. Huh, okay. After Ira and his mom got home, he decided to try his horn out and stayed outside. He went to the backyard and carefully took the old horn out of the wooden box. Okay, horn of madness, let's see what kind of madness you can make. He then blew on the horn as loud as he could. Hmm, nothing. Surprise, surprise. Oh well, at least you make a cool sound. He then stuffed the little horn in his pocket. Huh? What was that? As soon as he looked up to see where the boom came from, he noticed something dropping out of the sky right above him. It was getting bigger and bigger and looked like it was about to land right on him. He jumped out of the way at the last second, barely surviving. When he got up, he couldn't believe his own eyes. There in his backyard was a giant wooden ship. It was just floating there, a few feet above the ground. It looked like a pirate ship or something from a movie he'd seen. He looked up at it in awe. It was huge with expansive white sails. Several ropes then dropped down to where he was standing. There's the captain! And then he noticed. Sliding down the ropes were several men, men he didn't know, and they were screaming at him. It all seemed unreal. He felt himself freeze up and panic. Captain! Come on! Come on, Captain, let's go! Just grab him, let's move! One of the large men grabbed Ira and placed him over his shoulder. He then grabbed onto one of the ropes, which was quickly pulled back up onto the ship. Let me go! Someone help me! The man put Ira down on the deck of the ship. As soon as Ira stood up, the ship shot straight back up into the air. It went up so fast that it caused Ira to fall back down onto the deck of the ship. Before he could even react, the ship splashed into a mysterious ocean. Water spilled over the sides of the ship, and two men came rushing over and helped Ira back to his feet. Captain, what should we do? We're under attack! What? Why are you asking me? I I'm not your captain, I'm just a boy. Please, take me back to my house. But Captain, we're under attack! Look, we're completely surrounded by pirates! Ira looked out, and heading right towards them were many large ships, each flying a pirate flag. Before he could even think, cannonballs ripped through his ship. One of them caused an explosion and pieces of wood were flying everywhere, barely missing him. Captain, what do we do? I don't know, I'm just a boy, please! Just then, one of the large pirate ships with a metal ram on its front smashed into the ship Ira was on, causing it to rip apart. The cannon fire stopped, and the men on his ship threw down their weapons and raised their arms, signaling that they gave up. Out of the smoke and chaos appeared a giant chicken, swinging on a rope by its beak before letting go and landing on the deck right in front of Ira. Well, look who we have here. The famous Captain Ira himself. You should have never entered my territory. Uh, I, I, I... But Ira was speechless. He couldn't believe that a giant chicken, dressed like a pirate, was standing in front of him and speaking. Suddenly more chickens swung onto the deck some of them pecking the men on Ira's ship until they all laid down on the deck with their hands behind their heads. 
You know your fate, Ira. It's time to meet the sacred whale. The what? Wait, please, I don't know. All the other chickens cheered and rushed over, each grabbing onto Ira's clothes with their beaks and carrying him back onto their ship above their heads before stuffing him into a giant cannon. Tell the sacred whale I've sent him his sacrifice and to please stay away from my ships. And with that, the cannon blasted, sending Ira flying. He screamed out as he flew. It was all he could do. He closed his eyes, flapping his arms and legs as he zoomed through the air. Then he opened his eyes and saw that he was now dropping towards the ocean. It was then he noticed the whale below him. It looked like he was going to fall right on it, because he was, and there was nothing he could do about it. The whale was swimming near the surface of the water, and it was huge, much bigger than any normal whale. Look out, I'm going to hit you! But screaming changed nothing, and Ira dropped right into the whale's blowhole before bouncing on the whale's slimy and squishy tongue. Ira tried to sit up but kept slipping and sliding on the whale's tongue. Little fish fell all over him, and he started to panic as he flapped about. That really tickles. Are you going to make me sneeze? Take some deep breaths and calm down, please. Ira stopped moving and just laid there on the gross whale's tongue. You can talk? Please let me out of here. I, I, I don't know how I got here and I just want to go home, please. Oh, I know how you got here, and I'll give you one chance to guess why. But if you get it wrong, well, then it's time for you to fly. Because I'll shoot you out of my blowhole, and you'll meet my good friend. He's a giant eagle, and if he eats you, then you'll meet your end. There's a way to escape this and stop this madness right now. Just think back on what you read, and then you'll know how. What? Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. I I'm stuck in here. Please let me out. I'm sorry you answered wrong. And now it's time for me to say goodbye. I hope you solve my riddle while you fly through the sky. And with that, the whale blew Ira right out of his blowhole, sending him shooting back up towards the clouds. As he flew, he noticed a giant eagle in the distance, flying right towards him, its beak wide open in anticipation of an easy meal. I've got to solve that riddle. What was the whale talking about? He said I could escape this madness and to think about what I read. That's it. That's it. The horn of madness. I have to blow it again. That's what it said on the horn. That's what I read. But it was too late. The eagle was now so close that Ira could see its angry yellow eyes. He grabbed for the horn in his pocket and tried to pull it out as fast as he could. His fingers slipped. The eagle let out one more screech and was just about to swallow him whole. Uh, uh, I'm alive! I'm alive! He said, touching his body in disbelief. He had done it at the very last second, just in time, and was now standing in his backyard exactly where he was before he blew the horn the first time. He quickly put the horn back in its box and threw it in the bushes, vowing to never blow the horn of madness again. So remember, 
If you ever find the Horn of Madness, don't blow it. And if you do, remember to blow it a second time to stop the madness. The end. That's it for this edition of the Storyteller Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this crazy story. This episode is dedicated to Ira, my little boy, who loves to find hidden treasures. A big thank you to my Patreon supporters. You know who you are. You guys make these episodes possible, so thank you. Also to everyone who's bought one of my hardcovers or purchased my other audiobooks on Amazon and iTunes. Until next time, I hope you all have a magical week. Bye for now.